Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome to this Balloon Party. Driven by Mungan and St. Louis Acura. Alton Toyota. Tim McKernan. Action Jackson with you for one hour of what is considered to be radio brilliance. I would say so, Tim. That's what the critics say. Yeah, uh, you can watch critics. us on the Air Alliance team cameras on YouTube. Come on in. The chat is hot this morning. It's hot. I like that when it's hot. Come on to uh, YouTube.com, 101 ESPN channel. Matt Rocchio's in the studio. I always like that. Yeah, I do too. It's like a little handoff. Matt said the people are all worked up about the Jerry DePoto audio from the Seattle Mariners today. Yeah, that, uh, that story is just so odd to me. Well, I've read the articles about it, and I've read the quote, but I haven't heard the audio. Well, we and Matt audio has right the here. audio up, so I want to I hear what's doing. Yeah, you can text him with your thoughts, 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service text line. Jackson, let me hear this. Let me see what's doing. If you go back and you look in a decade, those teams that win 54% of the time always wind up in the postseason, and they more often than not wind up in World Series. Now, so there's your your bigger picture process. Nobody wants to hear the goal this year is we're going to win 54% of the time because sometimes 54% is is some one year you're going to win 60%, another year you're going to win 50%. You know, it's whatever it is. But over time, that type of mindset gets you there. If what you're doing is focusing year to year on what do we have to do to win the World Series this year? you might be one of the teams that's laying in the mud and can't get up for another decade. So we're actually doing the fan base a favor (laughs) and asking for their patience to win the World Series while we continue to build a sustainably good roster. Okay. All right, Jackson. I can give a take to that. Please. I feel like you have a question, though. The facial expression and body language tell I'm getting is, oh, before you give your opinion, Tim... Even though I, as both your coworker and listener, can't wait to hear what you're going to share with us, I have a question, if you don't mind. That's what that's what your physical tells conveyed. No, I'm just in my mind. I'm working out the Sacramento Kings starting five. Well, I'm always thinking about the Kings, but more so building a sustainable roster and also trying to win the World Series. Like I don't feel those are two mutually exclusive things. Like you can build a sustainable roster while also Shooting for the stars. I've heard it now. I hear what he's saying. Here is actually my issue with it, because I think what he's saying, there is truth to it. The Cardinals would be one of those teams that would fall into that category. There is so much to being, um, I guess, a general manager, but I think a head coach as well, but I think a general manager or an owner... Whoever is the spokesperson for an 
a team. Right. And this is not limited to baseball, certainly in St. Louis. Um, just heard John Mazalak booed at the Adam Wainwright game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, his approval rating was super low, though, before this last, last part of the season. One of the things I've talked about often when we talk about the Cardinals and how we have two teams here locally who had bad years, and yet one president of baseball operations has this incredibly low approval rating. And don't get me wrong, people aren't like thrilled with what's become some albatross of contracts with the Blues defensemen. Uh, there's more faith and belief in the Blues than there is in the Cardinals. Overall, that's not absolute. Certainly there would be those who would disagree with that. But with that said, I think it's John Mazalak's tone that irritates fans. And the tone of that, considering the Mariners were in the mix for a playoff spot and were 48, 72 hours removed from missing out on the playoffs, and then Jerry DePoto, the Mariners' general manager, says... We're actually doing the fans a favor. That is on a one to ten of being tone deaf a ten. Right. And so what he's saying, minus the favor thing, I follow and mathematically is correct, but what fans don't like just in general, and you just have to be aware of it, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, because to me that's how you shape your message when you're communicating with your customers, whether this be in baseball or any other business, is being told that they are wrong. Mm. Mm-hmm. And even more so that while you're upset, we just did you a favor. Even if what you're saying is true, the message will not be well received. Right. And that's, that is how I diagnose what I just heard there. Having no skin in the game whatsoever on the Seattle Mariners. Right. Like the headline is... Mariners GM says we did you a favor by not winning the World Series this year. And while that is certainly leaving out a lot of context, right. that's often what people will read and be like, what the hell? And now their mind is shaped one way when they hear the audio. So I, I see what you're saying. When you actually listen to what he's saying, there's some truth to it and there's some interesting thought exercises to be played out from that. But when you say, right, and then he also like laughs after, here, I'll play the end part real quick. Sure, so we're that? actually doing the fan base a favor. <laughs> and after- The huh, the little laugh after also, if we're talking tone deaf, uh, that's another 10. So, so as you can imagine, what got sent around social media yesterday? The, 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 the we're actually one doing quotes. the fans' right. favor by not winning the World Series, and that's you know, but that's that's the way the game is played. Yeah. Click, click, like, like, snipe, snipe. But uh, I understand actually what he's saying, but th- I mean that's just an absolute because part of the job of being a spokesperson for an organization is to speak effectively. It's part of the deal, right? You know, an owner, for example, uh, may not necessarily be a great speaker. The, the, the person who owns a franchise, usually, unless it's inherited, uh, made their money in a different sector, made a lot of money, and can be brilliant, whether it be in business or in innovation, take your pick. But they might not necessarily be a great public speaker, might not be good at it, so then you have somebody who ideally can communicate well. Um, sometimes a head coach is not a great public mm-hmm, speaker. Right. You're over the last 25 years, best NFL coach and college football coach. Yeah. Not exactly guys who engage the media, but they certainly get their players to do the right things uh, more often than not on Saturdays and or Sundays when you're talking about Belichick and Saban. 
But whoever it is for an organization that is going to be the spokesperson, that was that was a misstep. And so just for the sake of the discussion, if John Mazalock held his end of the season review and said that, can you imagine what what things would look like here on 101 ESPN? Tax line would catch on fire. Can you imagine? Now, it might seem strange this year because the Cardinals were in last place. So the, it's not an apples to apples comparison with the Mariners. The Mariners were right there yep. to get into the postseason. Yep. They hadn't made the postseason a long time up until last year. They really were in a spot where if you would ask me at the beginning of September, I would have said, Ooh, that's a nice long shot play to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. And then they fell apart. Plus, they had a really weird trade deadline. And then you have less than a few days from missing out on the playoffs, the general manager say something that internally what he's trying to say is we didn't go all in, so we're still positioned well. Right, right. Whereas the San Diego Padres, Padres to me, is yeah. the perfect foil because the New York situation can be different. Um, but the San Diego Padres are probably one of those teams that would be considered stuck in the mud. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it, it was just, it, the the... the I think there's facts behind the message. The message was just delivered so poorly that the facts get lost in the, we're actually doing the fans a favor. And that's just a terrible misstep. And that's part of the job. So he did his job in that instance poorly. Right. Yeah. And locally, you know, we've been blessed. Uh, Stan Kroenke was such an eloquent speaker. Oh my God. Yeah. So the the JFK. Right. And then, yeah, his, the, sometimes he didn't feel like it. So he put Kevin Demoff up there Mm. and he was even better. So uh, we've been blessed locally with public speaking and sport orators, management. Orators, yeah, it's really nice. Um, yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, it's, it's a. It's a. It's so important, even if you disagree, to be aware that okay, this is where. Even if I or I could know that the public doesn't have all the answers, mm-hmm. you have to be aware of okay. I know they don't know this, and I know I can't say it. Right. But and then you have to you have to fashion your message or say, you know, I'm going to talk about some things. It might be tough to hear, but here is why we're actually still confident, even though I realize the wounds are fresh because going into the weekend last weekend, we were hoping to be a part of the playoffs that are going on right now. Yeah. Timing is so big. And the way you phrase it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that's that's I mean, they're already I know they've talked a lot about it on the opening drive because Randy and I have discussed it when I'm walking in and he's walking out about how. You know, what, three months ago, John Mazelik was saying the Cardinals need three pitchers. And then if what he did interview with the cat on mm-hmm. Bailey's yep. a few days ago, and it's like, well, you know, it might be two. You know, it's, it's like, why say that right. stuff? I just, and that's the thing. And, and people might go, well, who cares? And, you, and I understand what you're saying, because in the whole scheme of things, does it actually impact what winds up happening when they play baseball? No. It's kind of like the Ryder Cup. Did the room get along? Well, I mean, I didn't hit my driver better because I was getting along with Patrick <laughs> Cantlay. <laughs> But it it doesn't do you any favors if you start to lose credibility with your fan base. And if you say we're going to increase payroll one year and then you don't, that hurts. Yep. And if you say we're going to get three pitchers and you don't, that hurts. And if you say we're going to return to contention in 2024 and you don't, that hurts. And then it severs the relationship between the fans and the organization. And that really hurts. Yeah. So that's why these things matter and therefore the way with which you communicate is so important it's not an easy thing not saying that it's easy but that's why those who get the responsibility get compensated for having that skill yeah so 
that was something that will negatively impact the Mariners' business this offseason. Sure. Yeah. And as strange as it is, that one little throwaway line. So I understand it, even though I, I agree with his overall premise that you don't go all in unless you're sitting there going, okay, we are a pitcher away or we're this position away from being a World Series team. We are we are set and we can make this move without risking the next five years of our franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and in the Cardinals' case, I mean, so often it's like forcing your own hand, saying stuff like that, putting yourself yeah, in a it's box. Also, it's a self, it's, I mean, self-enforced errors. Yeah, you know, no one's saying John Mazzola, like you have to go say that we're going to be in contention. I didn't understand it. Yeah, the Cardinals will do their end of the season thing, and I'm, I mean, I can't wait. This yeah. is going to be something else. Yeah. I mean, the best entertainment of this year, most likely, uh, for Cardinals and Blues fans, actually, uh, will be the Blues trade deadline. Yep, and the Cardinals. October, November, and December, as opposed to, you know, March through October. Yeah. Yep. By the way, and I don't know if this is covered in the Little Piddles. What is today? Sports business half, newsletter? Another half and a half. Another half and a half? But there's sports business questions huh. within. So it sounds all-encompassing. Uh, Angry Beaver. Hence the half and a half. I, I, you know this. We don't kink shame on this show. Try not to. We're really kind of pro-kink. Yeah. We're pro-liberty for sure. Mm-hmm. We're pro-truth and honesty in media. Yes. And we're certainly not results-oriented. As somebody who played a lot of poker for 10 years, played in the World Series of Poker main event, considered by many to be better than Phil Ivey. I consider it. Thank you. You bet. We're not results-oriented. How about the baseball playoffs? How about that whole? How about that whole? You love. How about that whole deal? You love the playoff format. You've been a champion of it for years. Uh, you want more teams, actually. For some playoffs. reason, I want to like double flip the bird right now. I know we're on camera on 101, and I know there's like upstanding citizens who listen to this station, so I can't do it. But that's what I want to do because it pisses me off. Yeah. I mean, what a year for the Brewers. Congratulations on winning the National League Central. Did you enjoy your 24 hours in the playoffs after 162 games? Marlins, what a run. I know it activated 14 people in Miami. <laughs> Did you enjoy your two-night stay in Philadelphia? Yeah, Cardinals suffered the same fate. The Rays, how did you do it? You win like 83 games? No, 99? Hello again, everybody. Right. Enjoy the offseason. Yeah, hit the course. Blue Jays. Guy gets yanked after 47 pitches. Even though the offense out. didn't score any runs. <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero Jr. gets picked off. What the hell was he doing? Was he thinking, you know what, Vince <laughs> Coleman, I'll steal third. <laughs> They're gone. And then, and then, by the way, uh, holy crap, I'm becoming Orlovsky. Yeah, Orlovsky yeah. has entered my system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possessing you. They set these playoffs up, you know, the NHL of the 1980s now. And and they're like, okay, we'll play a couple of games in the mid-afternoon on ABC on a Tuesday. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's br- so bad for the fans. Now it's time for the LDSs. When will they be? Oh, they'll be up against college football in the NFL directly on Saturday and Sunday. Well, let's do it on Thursday and Friday. Nothing? Nothing, yeah. 
No, no, no need to have baseball. What are we doing here? It's crazy. It's crazy that they make these. Pl- oh, you're share. Are you sharing my take? Uh, the welcome, the f- welcome, friends. I'm not as passionate. Welcome, friends, on the format and the and the how many teams get in, but I am passionate that all these fans who root for the team all year have to watch their team in the playoffs at two thirty on a Tuesday. That's so lame. Like that's so lame. The issue is it devalues the six months of regular season. You go, well, I mean, it can happen in the NFL. It can happen in college football. Yes, but they play sixteen games. Right. Right. Baseball plays or seventeen now. Baseball plays ten times the number of games. And I, I listen. I think more people enjoy this format than than don't. Right. The attendance is up. And it adds revenue. Mm-hmm. So I am presenting something that if I had shares of a team, I would be all for it. But as far as integrity of competition, it's out the window. You're telling me you can win 100 games and it's, the format just lends itself to that? I mean, I get, listen, the Cardinals are playing the Dodgers in 2021 and they won like, what, 300 games that season or something. Yep. Yep. And it if was Chris for, Taylor right. doesn't hit a home run yeah. off of the not. intriguing Alex Reyes appearance, the Cardinals would have been in there and people would have been bitching about it. But because it was the Dodgers, they might have complained about it more. It might have gotten more 100%. attention. But that was a different playoff format. This is what you got now. And I just, that listen, I, it's not something, this is not a populist take. No. I think people are all with me probably on the Jerry DePoto thing, but this is where I am on it. And I just, it, I think why it bothers me to like hit the hole on it is this. The Cardinals can have a great year and they had a great year last year. It's mm-hmm. not remembered that way. I was talking to communicate with you. I said, well, the t- 2012 Missouri Tiger basketball team, incredible season. What's it remembered for? Norfolk State. Norfolk State. The 2022 Cardinals had a great year, both as a team and individually with Albert Pujols. But it's remembered as a failure because they had 24 hours in the playoffs and were shut down by the the Phillies and you had the Helsley debacle and Quintana was yanked and that's what it's that's what it's remembered for. And I just don't think it's really adhering to integrity of competition. It's certainly not reflective and it's not apples to apples. And you're talking about 162 baseball games and 17 NFL games and 12 college football games. Yeah, but I hate just trying to keep as many teams in it, but. You know, it's it's like the college basketball regular season. Just get in and you know, we'll take our chances. And I hope you have a good forty minutes. And that just it, it irritates me. So congratulations to the National League Central. Uh, you have not won a playoff series, I believe, since the Cardinals beat the Braves in two thousand nineteen. Yeah. I think that is the case. Yeah, but what a I think it might it be was. the case. It, it, well, it was. It's parallel. Either way, the National League Central's zero and four since this new format. Yeah, it's a little bit parallel to what the the coach of FC Cincinnati said. The the Smet gentleman uh, said about you know the supporter shield winning the regular season is honestly more important to us than winning the MLS Cup. Now yeah. the MLS Cup is much more conducive to competition, but when you play as many games as soccer. Baseball especially yeah, does. I mean, again, see, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand the point, and I do. It's just baseball is 162 games, and and then it's just like, okay, well, we're gonna wrap her on up. Right. It's almost know? like they're rushing it to get done. It, it was. Just, it's it's obvious what it is, and I understand it. it's a business. Yeah. But it's just a. It's it just it it absolutely devalues the postseason. We saw last year who played the NLCS, the five and six seeds. Yep. Yep. 
Phillies and uh, I don't know. It actually does get me upset. And I'm look, I look up and I see Dan Orlowski. Yeah, it's like I walked into a church. <laughs> there's there's my guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I really do feel this way, unlike him. All right, we got a break. Uh, this is Balloon Party. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yeah. Haha. Ha. Welcome back. It's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN, YouTube. I'm not in the YouTube chat. What's doing in there today? I assume Tiny Peepee is chopping it he up. He kind of runs that thing, man. Yeah, he's kind of like the... Don quasi- Corleone. Don Corleone, one of the only characters to be, uh, for an actor to win an Oscar, two separate actors winning an Oscar for playing the same character. Don Corleone is one of them. Can you name the other one? Could you please restate the question, which I'm using to buy time? Sure. So Vito Corleone is one of two characters where multiple actors played them and won an Oscar. So uh, Marlon Brando won in Godfather Part 1, and then Robert De Niro won for playing Don Corleone in the, as the younger version hmm. of the Don. Was the other character where someone has won multiple or two separate actors? <sighs> wow. Can you give me a, a ballpark on the years? 21st century. Both of the performances were in the 21st centuries that won the Oscar. Two separate actors oh, okay, winning okay, for okay, the same 20th. character. I, that's a, I explained it poorly, but... No, I, I follow you. I, I mean, here's the deal. The time on this program... Short. Valuable. <laughs> that's the word I was going to use. But short is also accurate. It's so applicable to anything I'm involved in. Right. Uh, Jackson, if you want to give me another hint, fine. If not, give the answer. Um, one of the actors is no longer with us. And this is a 21st century movie. I don't know. I'm sorry. The answer is the Joker. Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix both won for yeah, portraying the, the Joker. I was, I, was not even, I was not even in the ballpark. Yep. Yep. So Vito and, uh, and the Joker. Nice. Bob yeah. De Niro, Marlon Brando, yep. Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix. There you go. Did you know he was in Parenthood, which was based in Kirkwood? Joaquin? Yes. Yeah. Yep. You did know that? Uh-huh. Yeah, Joaquin, a child actor, just like his brother. River. Yeah. Boy. Stand by me. We missed out on that one. That, that's a brutal loss. Yeah, the Viper Room. It's a brutal loss. He was incredible. Your thoughts on the Viper Room? How many cocktails have you had there? Uh, text in 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service. Text line, Tim McKernan Action Jackson with you. We're up on YouTube. I see Tiny PP is active in there. You were right. I knew it. Tiny PP runs the YouTube chat. He does. He's like the moderator kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like Ric Flair. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And in the YouTube chat on Balloon Party, it's Tiny PP. Yeah. AJ's in there. Aaron's in there. And uh, Tiny PP's running things. All right. There you go. Try to get through Tiny PP. Uh, Jackson, uh, what questions do you have here for us on this Little Piddles Angry Beaver half and half? Sure. For college football, how good of a year would this be for a 12-team playoff if they started it this year? Wow, it was very concise. Well, uh, there's more to it, but just, oh, well, just, I, just, I, I was always I was ready to grab the ball and you know it was a please. tiny little scat back. I probably please. could have found three yards, maybe. I mean, I'm gonna get does. lit up by a linebacker and blown back three yards with forward progress. I'll give you three yards. Yeah, give me three yards. Uh, I was listening to uh, the the ESPN College Game Day podcast on my way to the uh, station this morning. And uh, they were talking about, they actually opened up by talking about Missouri and Bill Connolly, who I guess went to Missouri. How many of you knew that? I don't know who he is, though. I've never heard of Bill Connolly. I guess he's kind of a football data guy. He's the one who I think is responsible for 
SP plus. SP plus. Yeah, and anyway, point being, he loves Missouri. Okay, I love that. And that's, I love not, that. And that's not based on like you know going there. Uh, he says he sees that game as an absolute toss-up, but Missouri's getting six and a half points. For the record, that number has moved down to five over the last 24 hours. So clearly Bill and the Sharps are thinking something similar. Yeah, I, I have no idea what to think on it. I'm too emotionally invested to give any kind of... Uh, That's on the same Any line, kind man. of uh, real analysis. I can tell you the money is on Missouri, but yeah. the money was on Memphis at the Dome, although that was... I guess depending on what line you got, because some people probably covered with Memphis and some people probably covered with Missouri. It was right yeah. in that sweet spot. Anyway, digressing. What they said on the podcast, Pete Thamel, uh, Reese Davis is usually on it. Uh, this Bill Conley gentleman uh, today, I think it was McGee from Marty and McGee, mm-hmm. uh, were saying that this is a year where you can make a case for 18 teams to win the national championship. Right. And how many years in the past 10 years could we have said even half that, even nine teams? And it's interesting because I think most college football historians would say the craziest year in college football in the 21st century was the year Missouri ascended number one, 2007, um, where had they both won their last two games, as in their, their their each individual games, West Virginia was going to be playing Missouri. Oh, man. That was the national championship. So and weird. West Virginia's loss was worse than Missouri's. They lost to a bad Pitt team, and Missouri uh-huh. at least lost to an Oklahoma team, right. but they had lost to them earlier in the year. Uh, this year, it's it's up for grabs. I'm, I'm not sure it's as up for grabs as it may feel. A little early. A lot of teams play in some less than stellar competition. Yeah, and one of the topics actually impacts Missouri. Um because Florida State is a team that right now is in that top five, but their two wins that got them there might not necessarily be as good as they looked going into the season, and one of those is the team Missouri faces in Columbia on Saturday, and it's LSU. Right. Uh, and then the other Clemson. one being Clemson, right. and that was tight, and they barely beat Boston College in Boston, so yeah. you got that going on. Georgia has kind of fumbled left around with South Carolina in the first half and Auburn in the first half. Yep. So how good is Georgia? Michigan has been dominant, and then they take their foot off the gas at the end, and so they don't necessarily always cover. Right. Ohio State was the But they beat the hell out of teams, yeah. and then they take their foot off the gas, but they really haven't played anybody yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then anytime you got a great team that's not USC out on the West Coast, they fly under the radar, and yeah. so a lot of college football nerds are going, hey, the best team is actually the Washington You dub. I haven't Penix. seen them play anything so I, I have no clue yeah. on that I've seen a Penix highlight reel and that's but what it. their premise was is that with this being the last year of the four team college football playoff there is a chance and, and they haven't even gotten into Texas and Oklahoma playing this weekend in the Red River shootout that you could have one of these big boy conferences last year of Pac-12 on the outside looking in point being you still have the Pac-12 if it's Washington or USC mm-hmm uh, you still have the Big 12. You have Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, you, of course, have the SEC. You have the Big 10. Big 10 um, with all in one division, too. Michigan, right. Penn State, and Ohio State. And Florida State in the ACC. And Notre Dame kicking around the ACC and could just be beaten up on it. I think Notre Dame's a good team. Yeah, yeah. I also think Duke was a really good team, but because they were Duke, they were getting overlooked, and then they lost their quarterback to a high ankle sprain at the end of that game. Um, really unfortunate the way that played out for uh, for Dukes. I think they were a really good team, and I think they were going to be flying under the radar. So with that all said, this could be one of those chaotic years in, in college football. 
and then taking it back to the local angle, anytime Missouri has a good year, what happened? Well, the Big 12 was down in 2007. Well, the SEC was down in 2013. So Missouri has this weird spot on Saturday. If they beat LSU, well, LSU must be garbage this year. And if they lose to LSU, it's like, oh, well, I mean, Missouri was fake the whole time. Right. So you're kind of in the proverbial no win. So what do we do, Jackson? Win. No, we reconcile by winning. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you're right on the it's a it's a catch twenty two. You're never going to win in the terms of win. Yeah, but if you win, if you you keep winning, if you got over your next four games at home against LSU at Kentucky, which keep an eye on that with fourteen and a half points. Not necessarily because they're so good, but just because the way they play. Georgia certainly could shut them down, but they're getting fourteen and a half. That's a that's a big number for that style of game. Yeah, more than two touchdowns, man. That's a uh, lot. I mean, Missouri beating LSU or LSU beating Missouri by two touchdowns, I feel like is more likely than Georgia beating Kentucky by 14. Just because of the style of the Missouri-LSU game, likely, and the style of the Georgia-Kentucky game. Certainly, Georgia could beat it by two touchdowns. Hell, maybe Kentucky does it. I doubt it, but I, you know. But it's just because that's a game that's probably going to be more in the 20 to 10 range than Missouri LSU. Right. So with all of that said, if you're playing LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Georgia over your next four games, you take care of business. You absolutely have everybody's attention. But the reality is Missouri's done what they were supposed to do. It's 5-0, and oh, but if it was anything less than 4-1, and one, people would be going nuts. Yeah. South Dakota, Middle Tennessee State, Memphis, and Vanderbilt. You're damn well better win those games. The one that got people's attention was K-State, and that was super tight, so I understand the skepticism. Because uh, oftentimes the games are decided in the trenches, and if Missouri is lacking there, then that, they're going to have some problems when they meet some teams that just have natural size because of the ability to recruit. So with that said, the test will come, and uh, oftentimes the cream rises to the top in college football just because the big boys who come to play at those schools uh, determine the outcome more often than not. And I'm talking about offensive lines and defensive lines. All right, with that all said, uh, we will take a break. Come back with the second half of Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, Jackson, you're right. It's a serious development right now in the uh, YouTube chat. Uh, And I will allow you to answer it. All right. Uh, it's 101 ESPN channel on YouTube. Uh, Air Alliance team sponsor of the uh, cameras here in the 101 ESPN studios. Um, and it's up to you how you want to answer it. Uh, Johnny V asks El Capitan, Tiny PP, Tiny PP, are you secretly little piddles? Ooh. The silence speaks volumes. And then Tiny PP responds, I wish I was that young and good looking. Yes, 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 yes. I like this Tiny PP. Are you Tiny PP? I am not. I'm not. Um, during this program, I am actually just a ball of nerves hoping I don't press the wrong button and something goes wrong. So the idea of multitasking and also being tiny PP is too meta for my brain. I can't I can't even imagine. I don't have the 
skills. Tiny PP is a skill. Very good. Very good. Very good. I YouTube really respect commentary. his game. And I respect, listen, I respect you, Johnny V. Yeah. Johnny V. I mean, I, I enjoy the conspiracy theories. They're always welcome. I if Jamie Rivers is in there. No. I actually want to amend the statement I made yesterday. Oh, go ahead, please. Uh, so I said I'm going to get more into Blues hockey this season. Yeah, and you canceled your NBA League Pass. I, I did. couldn't believe that. That floored me. Part of it, I, I thought, is this guy doing a bit over there? Because I'm anti-bits no, and sketches well, you and are. radio hackneyed things. Right. Little games. Yeah. Like what they games got going on behind play. me. Spinners, am I right on that? Nurse? Somebody will check on that. My nurse will. What do you have? What do you got? So I said yesterday that I'm uh, I'm, I'm really going to start digging into Blues hockey this year. I'm really going to give that effort. And uh, I have canceled League Pass. But the reason is... You know, more so, I want to be, you know, helpful in this job. I don't want you flying solo in any blues conversations. Right. Uh, but Jamie Rivers is on the call, and that's my guy right there. Oh, my God. And so as a, as a tip of the cap, as a olive branch to Jamie, I will be watching much more blues hockey because my guy, Jamie Rivers, is on the call. Wow. Now, that's not a shot at Panger. Love Panger. But this is Jamie Rivers. This is a well, guy. You guys have an alliance. This is going to be dangerous. Right. So, uh, so because... Because Jamie is on the call, I will be supporting our teammate here and watching more Blues hockey. Is uh, Marsh comfortable with you kind of moving on from him and moving to Jamie? I don't know. You know, Marsh one day will be in a similar position as Jamie. I'm almost positive You think that. he's going to be calling Blues games? I think he'll be calling some NHL games. He is a really, really... Wow. He's got a great voice, obviously a great demeanor. He's really good at Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I want you to hear this, and okay. I want the audience to hear this here today, huh? Yeah. When he filled in on TMA a couple days, yep. he got a shot in the big leagues. Yeah, HD2 season. Thank you. The ladies, or at least the guys acting like they were ladies, loved his style. Well, duh. World-class head of hair. Good beard. I'm super jealous. Tall. I know. He's got everything I don't have. Right, right. Oh, this hurts. This well, he hurts. doesn't have. Pull it together, boy. 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 Yeah, but there's plenty of things that you have that he doesn't. Honestly, name one. Uh, ability to tease. Yeah, I guess you're right. And um, leaving the audience wanting more. Right. Uh, but that's just for lack of quality content. Well, you know, a dozen to some. What's the saying? Nice. Half dozen to some, six to another. Right. Swish. Do you have any other questions on this little piddles, angry beaver, half and half? I sure do, Tim. The question is, where will I go with it? I just, uh, yeah, yeah, we talked about it on TMA today, but how do you see the timeline working out for the future? Are you really going down this road? Well, I, you know. No, it's fine. No, no. Hey, you know what you are? You're a sweet, sweet prince, and you need to trust your instincts. I mean, you're just, you're, you're, you're dropping a bomb at 1045. Make that 1046, Clarkson Jewelers time check. Well, and the people on 101 ESPN, they're going to be like, what in the hell is Piddles talking about? Especially after you ingratiated yourself yesterday with the, the stunning statement that, uh, that you've canceled NBA League Pass. Right. I, I'm stunned by that. Yeah. I, I, part of me doesn't believe it, but I know you're not, no, I'm, uh, I'm positive. You're not, you're, the, you're not a carrot top on radio. So they really tried to keep me, too. They were like, because I've been a long time, they're like, we'll give you a month free. And I was like, nah, I'm still out. And they're like, what about two months? Right. Month? I had the same thing when I tried to cancel Tushy. Right. right. The problem is the season is going on. So a free month with nothing going on isn't that lucrative. Yeah. And in October is Tushy season. October is Tushy season. Yeah. 
So Jackson, go ahead and ask the question that you were about to ask because the people aren't aren't going to respond well to it. But go ahead, okay. have fun, have fun. All yeah. the equity you built up yesterday about to go. It's up yeah. to you, though. I've decided that any equity I gain here on 101 ESPN is extremely temporary. This is all based on a Mister Lick's phone call into TMA at around 9:30 this morning, and by the way, said he was Lisa, and so <laughs> I went to him on the phone lines. And then just was a guy with a take that Jackson is now going to carry over. Yeah, and bastardize. Radio station. <laughs> right. Well, the idea is like, where? Like, do you think the Cardinals? Let's say in the next twenty years. But he said in the next ten years, the Cardinals will move out of Bush Stadium, sell that real estate, right, and have a ballpark in like St. Charles County. Right. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. And he no. said it in the next ten years. Yeah. So, sans the timeline, but do you think that that is the future for the Cardinals? The Cardinals moving out of downtown, yes. That you think that's now, it's a very unpopular opinion, and I think that's for two reasons. Number one, I think it's probably in part somewhat shocking just because it goes against those who have been Cardinal fans for a long time or even younger people. Uh, you think of Bush Stadium, whether it be the one that I really enjoyed, the one I grew up in, I guess Bush Stadium 2. Um, or the current ballpark, which opened in 2006, and you think of it as downtown. And so then it's just shocking to hear that. Right. Um, but, you know, the Atlanta Braves only were in Turner Field for 20 seasons, and they moved and opened up what is now truest, but was SunTrust. Um, I believe, just trying to think when I drive through Atlanta, I think it's north of town, north of downtown, to be closer to the population center. And so I think also, uh, if if the Cardinals are moving out of downtown, it's also a commentary on what the future of downtown is. And so then that's a tough thing to come to terms with. Certainly. But yeah, I I, I, th- I think his premise. I disagree with what you know. You mentioned take the timeline out of it, but he said ten years. But I know I've said this. I think I've said it both on one hundred and one ESPN and on TMA. It's and listen, I I'm someone who lived on Washington Avenue from two thousand nine to two thousand twelve. Park Pacific, 2011-2012, Washington Avenue above Flannery's, 2009 through 2011. And a huge advocate, proponent for downtown. Um, But you also have to call it how you see it. And if you ask me where the Cardinals will be playing like in 2050, and whether it'll be downtown or somewhere else in the region, my God, it's, it's, it's it's, it's not even a sweat. Yeah. They're not downtown. I, I I just, and again, this is coming from someone who grew up in the city, albeit not downtown, but in, in the city limits, and my family still lives in the city limits, and I love the neighborhood I grew up in, and I loved living on downtown in downtown in that period. And I actually, this interview I did with Jack Buck in 2001 when the Cardinals were lobbying to get the, uh, the ballpark built, I visualized a downtown ballpark having an impact on St. Louis like it did for example, Denver with Coors Field, mm-hmm. and it's happened elsewhere. But it just I just don't think it's going to happen. And I also think the idea of a downtown being necessary for a region to thrive may not necessarily be the case. I think it's a case-by-case situation. Um, and so I think the region can be successful even if downtown isn't. Right. I certainly would enjoy both being successful. But yeah, if you ask me that, I would say, yeah, you, I mean, it's to me, I would I would bet the role that the Cardinals would not be in downtown in 2050. And I'll tell you this, if the Cardinals are in downtown in 2050, that is probably a great thing for right. St. Louis. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's, it's correlating. Something, something had to have happened right. for the positive. Right. 
right. that, you know, perhaps St. Louis became the next Nashville. And it's like, oh, my God, there's a bunch of people who are living in St. Louis. There's a bunch of money that moved in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of kids who grew up in St. Louis and then go, okay, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to Dallas. I'm going to the Northeast. I'm going to L.A., whatever. Uh, I'm going to South Florida. We're not going to move after school. We're going to move, but we're going to move back to St. Louis. Yeah. Because there's enough opportunity to make a good amount of money, and you don't just move back after you're done, you know, sowing your seed in Lincoln Park huh. and head to Brentwood Forest. I'm sure we got a break. Yes, we do. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungin and St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. And now, a moment for me. Which really could have been the name of this show. <laughs> Jackson, we're off tomorrow. Yeah. But you know, the thing, the thing, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are saying <laughs> that uh, we take a lot of time off. And here's the deal. I, I, I actually track it because you could ask me what I ate on. Oh, I've done it. You, you know. have October 4th, 2010. And I have it in a spreadsheet because mm-hmm. I'm effing crazy and I track all of my calories and proteins and carbohydrates you don't get to be this beautiful right on accident people don't see the other side thank you they don't see the other side they don't see the the, the mental issues right or maybe they do actually but uh, I track my days off too and I've taken a total of seven days off this year now from balloon party I've taken more but I'm not off we have TMA events and tomorrow we have a TMA event yeah Yep. Uh, we have the hit and giggle at Family Golf. Right. Threesomes available, 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. I'm playing with my father and my six-year-old tomorrow. He just turned six last month, and uh, we will be a pairing. You're playing with your father and your brother. Yep. Family affair. And my mom is caddying for my dad. How about that? Unbelievable. Family I just found affair. this out. Uh, Want to have a family wager? Huh? I mean, probably your <laughs> heavy favorites. Yeah, well, no, uh my brother has I have, a, I have a six-year-old on my team. I don't know if my brother's played in the last 10 years. It's fine. My partner wasn't alive in the last 10 years. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Dan McLaughlin and Matt Rocchio will be in tomorrow. Yes, sir. Um, and, but we'll be doing the program. We'll be doing TMA right. from Family Golf. And uh, you can watch us on the TMA YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com slash TMA STL. We we're, we're in the New York Post this morning. We are. We, yeah, we had Brianna Coppage, who you may know, who made worldwide headlines. Global. Yeah, when she's a former teacher. In Sullivan, Missouri. Sullivan. Turns out she also had an OnlyFans account. Right. Uh, something I'm looking into. Mm-hmm. But she did it. And uh, then she was outed. And uh, now she has resigned from being a teacher. And we got her on the program yesterday. And she's clearly, and we were talking about this off air, super smart. In very much so. Like yes. has a master's, pursuing another one, but now she's going to be a multimillionaire. Yeah, for sure. She's um, a lot of money. So it's a good interview anyway. We're in the New York Post about it, so yeah. that's exciting. If you want to watch the interview. Nothing to my bankroll whatsoever, but it's there. Yeah, if you want to watch, watch it. Yeah, you can go to the Morning After STL on YouTube. We have the full interview clipped out. Uh, Brianna Coppage interview, so you can go watch that on YouTube. It's a worldwide exclusive. Yeah, it is, and so yeah, the New York Post took a clip of it uh, and put it on their website, which is really cool. Yeah, Uh, BK and Ferrari are coming up next. We will be back on Monday, and will we be talking about the six and zero Missouri Tires? God, I hope so. And now ranked thirteenth in the country. That'd be oh man, Tim. Yeah, please, I just need it. Going up against the. 10th ranked Kentucky Wildcats who shocked the Georgia Bulldogs between the hedges. Yeah. College game day in Lexington? 
Mm-hmm. How do you do? Yeah. How do you do? Or maybe everybody's just going, I can't wait till Missouri goes to Athens and takes on the Bulldogs on November 4th. I, I don't know. You know, Poison and Brett Michaels said it, and I think they said it in like 1991. Give me something to believe in. That's all I want. That's all I'm looking for. That's what we're hoping for. All right. Uh, for Action Jackson, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party, driven by Mungan and St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.